0: Welcome to the Island's Christian Church podcast. We're so glad you're listening with us today. You can worship with us in person in Savannah, Georgia, or with our live stream every Sunday at 10 a.m. Take a minute to subscribe to this podcast to hear a new message every Monday. Thanks for listening.
1: Hey friends, my name is Jennifer Allen. I'm the communications director here at Island's Christian Church. I'm so excited to share this special episode with you. And I'm so blessed to be able to welcome some special guests with me today in the studio. Today, I have Jan, Megan, and Heather with me. Hello. Hey. Hey, good Stay. morning. Thank you guys so much for being here today and taking the time out to join me uh, with this conversation. I'm looking forward to talking to you guys today about connection and community and why that's so important. Our mission here at Islands is connecting people to Jesus and each other. We were made for community, communities in our DNA. When God created man, he made him to be in community with him. When he created Eve, he made her to be in community with Adam and with them. God himself is in perfect community by nature of the Trinity. He lives in this perfect community with himself, and he wants to have community with us. That sounds great, but the big problem is we're human, and humans tend to make everything really messy. We ultimately want community. We desire connection, but there are so many obstacles that we create for ourselves and that the world creates for us. So let's meet our guest. Welcome to the studio today, Jan, Heather, and Megan. Thank you for spending time with us. Jan, I'm so glad that you could be here today. I This is my friend Jan, and I've had the pleasure of getting to know her at a small group. And um, I just, we've spent so many hours together with us, and I've just really enjoyed your insight on a lot of things over the last few months that we've gotten to know each other.
2: Well, thank you, same here. Uh, my name is Jan, and um, I'm happily married to my husband, Jack. 47 years. We've been together since we were 15 high school sweethearts. We have three grown children and five grandchildren. And we are just delighted to be a part of Islands Christian Church. It has, um, it's just been a big part of our life since we've moved here to Savannah about six years ago.
1: What season of life are you in right now? Where You've settled here in Savannah, but you haven't always been in Savannah. So can you tell us a little bit about that?
2: I can. Um, we have just been a very fortunate um, couple and family. We've had the opportunity to move quite frequently and live in just wonderful places across this country. It's broadened us and it's actually helped to form who we've become. I'm a retired school teacher, so I've taught in many schools in several states. and. Each of those schools, um, I quickly um, found a group of Christian women. And those women, some of those women, I'm still very close to to this day, and many of them I just keep in contact with. Um, These women were the women that helped me um, build my faith and grow my faith. That was one opportunity And as I became a little more mature, I began to mentor teachers, and most of these teachers were young mothers, and this turned out to be a wonderful opportunity, and I found it was a gift I actually um, had, and it was an opportunity to share my faith with these women and to help build them up. Um, And I found during all these travels, a lot of times... um, It was hard to move every three years, and it was easier just to pull back, but I found quickly women need women, especially when um, you do not have your extended family near you. That becomes your family, um, if you will allow it to. Um, I love being with the young women in our church on Friday night. It has been such a gift. we belong to another Bible study here at Islands as well, but the Friday night one, it it, it it's just brought back that feeling of being with young women and um, just sharing with them and just listening to how they're growing. Jack and I have learned. We also, we traveled quite a bit after we retired with Habitat for Humanity volunteering, and that Has just been one of the highlights of our retirement years. We've been retired um, almost 10 years. Um, And that we found, that was the Christian organization, and we found that being with like-minded people and um, doing something good for other people We've created a lot of friendships through that as well. It, it, it just, it, it was wonderful. And it also um, gave us an opportunity to travel around the country. Um, because of our travel, we've learned um, that we have to be bold and we have to be willing to, to jump in. We have to, it's, you can't wait for it because um, it's a choice. And I'm, I'll probably say that word more than I need to. But um, when you make the choice to jump in and get involved, it helps you make your new place feel like home.
1: I so love that. That's um, good. Yeah, it's definitely a choice. Thank you, uh, Megan. This is my friend Megan. She is in our small group study, too, with Jan. And it's just been so fun to get to know you. Um, you are... <laughs> a teacher and can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your your family and where you are right now
3: Yeah so um I'm Megan hello um I have been living here for 2 years we just moved here 2 years ago and um we lived my husband and I both lived in the same county in the same state for 37 years so um this is a really new experience for us but we have two kids we moved here and my daughter was a junior and my son was in seventh grade. So they are currently, my daughter's graduating and my son is a freshman in high school right now.
1: During the pandemic, it seems like we um have grown so isolated. And I'm curious as with your experience as being a teacher during this time, have you seen that affecting teenagers? Cause you know, when we were in school, we didn't have a phone with us on, you know, all the time. We couldn't, you know, we couldn't choose an alternate form. If we wanted to talk to people, we wanted to connect with people, we had to you know, face to face that we had to talk to people and get the courage right. to, you know, even with the phone, we had to call people that we didn't know. You know, your <laughs> this guy's mom might pick up if you called him, or you know what I mean? like your <laughs> your friend's mom might pick up or their dad. And that was a little scary, you know, and you had to be brave when you reach out for communication. Um, and I've really seen a lot of anxiety coming from teenagers um. After the pandemic, it's like they want to reach out to people and connect, but they're not exactly sure how to do it. Or this anxi- anxiety has kind of been gripping them. Is that something that you've seen um, as you've been in, in teaching or what? Tell us, tell us a little bit about what you've seen in the schools.
3: Yeah. So when I first started teaching, um, social media and the phones were not as, as prevalent as they are now. Um, so just progressively watching what the kids in school are going through. There's so much more pressure on them. And even with my kids at home. Um, the pressure with social media of constantly having to be the best at everything. You have to be the prettiest. You have to be the richest. You have to have the most fun. You have to be going to the most places. Um, The kids are starting to uh, live a filtered life, which is difficult to watch them go through because they're constantly trying to pretend to be something that they're not, not realizing how beautiful they are exactly Mm -hmm. the way God made them. So, I think just the hardest thing is watching them um have the world shape them instead of putting the phones down and the technology down long
1: enough to see how beautiful inside and out they are. Do you think there's a difference between um them desiring to be seen and the difference between them desiring to be known? Do you think that their culture is more kind of focused on being seen, having your opinions heard and you know, it's like a kind of a one-sided relationship. Do you think that they're pursuing that deeper connection, that deeper community? Definitely,
3: yeah. definitely, because the the social media helps them feel like someone's listening, even if they're they're not paying attention or mm-hmm. whatever it is. It lets them feel like they have a place to put their thoughts and their their opinions out there. But again, they're they're still filtered. It's, right. It's you get to edit what you say. You get to so they're not really learning how to connect with people on a deeper level. It's all filtered.
1: It's mm-hmm. good. Um, my, our other guest is Heather. She's the um, youth leader here at Islands and she um, serves in the middle school girls group. Um, have you seen the same, just, just what uh, Megan's been seeing as a teacher in public schools, is that the same as what you've been seeing um, during youth group and with your with your girls, do you feel like they're connecting on the same level or do you think because, they're in a Christian community has that does that change or shape the way that they're communicating and connecting with each other?
0: Yeah, I would say overall, especially with the middle school girls they're they're wanting to like you said they're they're wanting to be seen, they're wanting to be heard, but it's all it's all filtered. It's not genuine of what's happening right here right now. So I think through the pandemic for the middle school girls you know now i also work over the whole youth group so these kids were in their homes they weren't they had to use technology to reach out that was their only way to connect with friends and then they sort of stuck with that because that's what became comfortable so now we're trying to shift back to um teaching them it's okay to have fun and hang out in person and to talk and just get your words out and to actually know each other on a personal level not just over your phone not just through a text that you can write and rewrite or a picture that you can filter through. So something that they've become so comfortable with is being able to, you know, hide in the room just where they were having to do all their schoolwork and such. That was their only way to reach out to each other. Um, I guess we're trying to show them it's okay to be in community with other people in person and to have fun and to be your true self. Just on the daily and not not just through technology. Yeah, you've
1: recently went to the um the high school conference middle school and high school conference with the youth. And um I have two children that went and they were so excited just to be able to spend that time with other youth and get to know each other with how many people were there. Like
0: Yeah, we took around 30 and overall there were 1600 people, teens that attended this conference from all over several states. And it blew minds that they could all be in this one place. These were all Christian teenagers and just realizing that life goes beyond our little community here. Life goes beyond the people they have saved in their phones. And they they got to learn and grow together, but while experiencing each other as as part of a group together, they all were in it together, yet continuing their journey, but not just alone, seeing that this is We're not just one small, isolated group. We're a part of the body of Christ. There are other teenagers all over the place. It's it's eye-opening to see that in person. And for a group of people who haven't seen anything in person for years, that was even more incredible for them to be in a, a room full of this many, you know, hundreds and hundreds of teens at a time.
1: That's awesome. Do you think
0: that they've been
1: able to open up and kind of share more about their faith as they've gotten to know each other? Do you think that's a connection point for them as faith? Like how do you think that that is different
0: than than how they interact
1: with their peers at school or their friend groups at school? I've
0: seen that especially in our small group sessions and so I lead the middle school girls small group and just like Megan's in with the high school girls and you can see when you ask someone something face to face and you read a bible verse together or you're talking about a topic what would god think about this what how should we be living our lives when you're in that moment together and learning about it together i can you can almost see them processing it you can see them learning how to answer and how to think when they have to answer out loud and when they have to um you know face these lessons at like as a group but they have to answer for themselves and it's, you know, you can scroll through, you can scroll past something online. But if, you know, if you're sitting there with your friends at church and they're all talking about something, you want to be part of that. So that helps grow their faith when they're challenged um, mm-hmm. to speak out and to be a part of it.
1: Sure. Um, Can you tell us a little bit more about your family? I didn't really introduce you yet. So can you <laughs> kind of share a little bit with us about?
0: Sure. Um, we are a military family and um, my husband's been active duty now. For about 10 years. We I have four children, high school and elementary grades, and we move on average every two years. Some locations are just for a brief period of time, even as small as six months. And we moved here almost two years ago. This will be the longest we'll ever be in a location. We'll be here for three years total. With each location that we go to, I've had to learn a lot about myself. I instantly look up ways for my children to be involved. I look up sports teams and a church that has um, a wonderful children's program. Do they have VBS? And I make sure my kids get involved because I recognize that about them, that they need to be part of a community. They need this to grow in life. But I, for many years, excluded myself from that. My, um. Just being the our first location we were at, I was a young mom. I had my fourth child there. My son was born, and um upon moving there, I immediately put up a wall. I wanted my kids to be involved, but just like Jan said, you move to a new location it's it's comfortable. You put up a wall, you know you're not going to let anybody in. you don't have to be vulnerable they won't you won't get hurt. but you also then realize you're alone. You're trying to do this all by yourself. You don't have anybody to reach out to. Like Jan said, your immediate family's not there. You don't have the comforts of your hometown where maybe you grew up or you don't have those people around you. And it just isolates you into this, um, almost this like pit of despair. You're like, I have to do this. I have to take care of my family, but I don't have anybody to reach out to. So, um, I also realized if you move away from a location, you don't have to, your heart isn't broken if you don't have anybody that's attached to you. So you are trying to avoid that broken heart. You're trying to avoid that, like ripping off that band-aid. You know, that if you have the wall up that it's okay, you'll move away. And I did, we moved away from our first duty location. And I can honestly say that nobody was sad that I was leaving. And I wasn't sad that I was leaving because I didn't have a personal connection. And I also knew that I wasn't challenged there. I didn't grow. Um, definitely I didn't grow spiritually there and I emotionally, I was spent, I was completely just wiped out. And so it's been a learning process, but I've recognized for myself that it's hard to show up to a new location, but, um, there's so much that God has given us. We all have, no matter who you are, no matter if you're introvert, extrovert, You have talents that God's given you and skills that he's given you. And if you hold that back and you put up that wall, you're hindering your ability, like your God-given ability to reach others and to be in that community. And then you're hindering others' abilities to pour into your life. And you're not being blessed by them. And you're not able to serve others and to learn and grow together. So even though you're going to have that heartbreak when you leave, and even though it's hard to show up and be like, Hi, I'm brand new here. I'm going to join your little group or whatever. People are much more welcoming than you think. And you're much more, God has equipped you much more than you think. God used so many people in the Bible, they were not equipped. They were all scared. They showed up and were like, I can't do this. But it's not, it's not of our strength. It's what he's given us these talents. He's equipped us with this. And we just need to step out there and be like, hi, I'm here. There's a community of people, no matter where you live there's there are there are people to learn and grow with no matter where you are so it's just stepping out there and knocking down that wall yeah. and realizing that you're worth it
1: when you guys first um came here to islands it seemed like you basically just got off the plane and fell into the church you know like it just <laughs> it felt like very recent and i just remember thinking like she's so brave to put herself here, here in this new thing you guys were all in you just you came in you met people um you were volunteering for VBS right away and all this stuff. And I just remember thinking how brave you are all were.
0: Well, I was also terrified by doing that, but it was, I did, I showed up, we had been here. I was like, hello, I've been here for two weeks and I would love to help run VBS. And people looked at me like I was crazy, but I knew if I didn't do it in that moment, then I would hide in that scary step. I appreciate that. I looked brave, but I wasn't inside. It's, it's very scary, but I knew if I didn't take that first step right away, then it's the longer you wait, the harder it is. Mm-hmm. So yeah. and it's it's definitely been for the positive for my family and for. Um, just for my family, for myself and not holding up and yeah. hiding. It's been amazing
1: for us, too. Like, we've really enjoyed everything that you and your family have done here since you started. Was it a um, conscious decision as a family? When you moved here, did you say, we're going to plug into the church right away? We're going to look up and find somewhere to plug in, or did it just kind of happen?
0: Yeah, actually, before we even got here, I looked up several churches in the area of possibilities, <laughs> as you do, and we showed up. There were welcoming people when we walked in the door, and um, we we make that the one of the, like, the first place that we find, we make sure that we find and even if it takes a couple um, locations or a couple churches to find, God has a place for you and He has a place for you to fit in. And so yeah, that was the top of our list. Find a church and get involved in it. Cause if you wait, then we I know I've got a I've got a two year time limit. If I wait a year, my my time, you know, my t- time's ticking and there's so much that you're gonna you're gonna miss out on.
2: Yeah, I feel like there's this window of opportunity. And if you go past it, it gets even more awkward. Um, and I'm sitting here thinking about what you're saying. A lot of times when we've moved, we're trying to replicate what we just left, find that. And it took us until this move to go, mm, don't go looking for what you just left, what you 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 know you loved. Just be open to what God has here for you. And that's worked out really well for us to go around
3: it's so crazy that you're saying that because in the in some of the notes that i was kind of keeping up with about what we were going to talk about today that was one of the things that mm-hmm. stood out it took us a year to get involved in the church and that was a lot of the reason was we i went to the same church since i was 15 years old mm-hmm. and i was constantly just looking to replace the church instead of being open to what god the new god had for mm-hmm. us we were holding on to the old and it wasn't we couldn't find it because it's not what we needed because I, we lived in the same place for 37 years. And I don't think anybody was sad when we left. Like we just did not have what we were meant to build in a community. We had tethers that were holding us down from what God had planned for us that so we could never move forward because we couldn't get rid of our path. And as soon as we moved here, that was the first thing we did was look at schools and churches. And I don't think I left my apartment for the first six months to make any friends. Um, because I didn't know how. Mm-hmm. I, I you grow up in the same place with the same community. Mm-hmm. You know everyone and you decide who you want to spend time with, who you don't, and that's it, you're done.
0: And that familiar familiarity, like knowing who's there. That's what I was I lived in the same town, the same everything. My family all lives there all went to the same schools, high school, everything, same church for 30 years and then moved and started everything. So when you're walking away from that, you know, what's comfortable, you know, what's familiar and you, you still want that. You, you grieve part of that when it's gone. Yeah, that's it. exactly.
3: And and it's funny because, um, Mallory, one of the girls from the the groups, I had been wanting to come to the church, but not really knowing how to take that first step and who to talk to, who to reach out to. And, I have no doubt that the Lord sent her to us, um, but her her son and my daughter went to prom together, and we all were taking family photos, and she's like, hey, by the way, tonight we're having women's group if you want to join us at the church that I've been wanting to come to, and it just all, like, after that fell into place, and that was when I started coming to group and coming to church, and it's like a whole different type of peace of just having a family, and as Janice, like you said, it's a family that I don't have any family here. Mm -hmm. I moved away from everything I knew. And the women's group has become my family and the church has become my family and the youth group and just all the things that now I look forward to getting out of my comfort zone. Things I used to be afraid of. But now it's like I get excited about it because I have support and the acceptance that I felt when I got here was just I've never known a feeling like that to where I didn't have to hide who I was or the feelings that I had, because if I had them or we talked about them, either the Lord, the Holy Spirit would work on me when they were wrong or he, I got encouragement when they were right. You know what I'm saying? Like it was, it was what I have always thought a true, true family was supposed to look like.
2: Well, I think it was interesting for us because it took traveling with Habitat because we we were usually in a spot for two weeks. That's as long as we would do a build. We traveled in our, um, our RV and you stayed put. And that was your little community. But we would go to a different church every Sunday. And finally, it just kind of hit us. Here we are in our mid-60s. And, oh, it you know, <laughs> every church offers something wonderful. Just go and see. And it was like, okay. <laughs> so That was a pretty easy lesson.
1: So how do you think um, engaging with the church and building the community with other women and volunteering, because you volunteer here at the church, Megan, um, how do you think that has impacted your family life at home, like your immediate family? Do you think that's changed kind of like your relationship? Oh, definitely.
3: Um, when we first moved here, so I had prayed a lot about this move. Um, and our family was not all in agreement <laughs> about moving because my daughter had grown up with all her friends. Um, we had several businesses we ran at home. So in the original move, it was more about me just being obedient and and waiting to see what God was going to do. Um, so when we got here, the kids were not too anxious about finding a church or really doing anything, and my husband was um, still moving us. Um, but the more that we were... Without a church, um things started seeming like they were going backwards, and I knew that was not what was meant for us when we moved here so um i I did a lot like Heather I started looking for youth groups for the kids first um and i I brought them here to islands when we first moved here, so they got plugged in right away um and then I think it was uh this past year when when I talked to Mallory that I started coming regularly um and my husband would come but not really engage um he's been hurt by different churches in the past so it was really hard for him to connect and make a commitment to church um but since the women's group and the prayer and the connection and the volunteering now the kids volunteer here at the church and even my husband has joined the men's group and he's gotten involved which is something that I think I've prayed for since we got together um but it's a uh, it shifted how we connect at home. Um, just in even our communication and things. You know, with teenagers, it's difficult <laughs> anyways. But um I have noticed that since we have um started being in community with the church that, that things run more peaceful and smoother. It's not like the things that we're going through are any different than what we would have gone through. It's just a lot um easier.
1: Mm-hmm. I've noticed um, as being in part of a small group and having this deep community with y'all that like when I go through hard times and start to get down about stuff, I have the accountability. If you guys are going to call and check on me, like I know that there's somebody thinking about me and you guys don't let me stay there very long. You know, like I don't get to sit in it. I know that you guys are going to come and like pull me up and, and make me. Uh, keep on and and keep seeking God in that. And I don't get to just wallow in my own self-pity, you know? Um, and that's been so encouraging to me, knowing that you guys have been been there close. And I, I spent a long time not building deep relationships because I was afraid of somebody knowing me, you know, mm-hmm. really knowing me. And now I feel it's the, it's vulnerable, but at the same time, it's so worth it because that's the kind of connection that God is seeking with us because we are modeling like our relationship with him and seeking what he has, you know, for us. And he, the blessings and just the the work that he's been doing through my life since I have been vulnerable and been able to open up to other people has been amazing. Just I just see how he's working because it's all the all the insecurity and fear that I've had. I know that everything that he's been doing through my life has absolutely been about him and not about myself because it wasn't in me. It's all through him. Uh, It's just been so amazing to see how he's changed our family relationships and everything too. So Jan, I know that you guys um have had a little different. You know, an interesting couple of years. Um, how has how has plugging into church and having that community as you've gone through some recent struggles? How has that been for you?
2: I honestly do not know how we would have done it without this. It has been um, um our lifeline. Um, ex- where currently experiencing a medical crisis and um a health crisis my husband jack has kidney failure we're waiting on a kidney transplant but it all happened i mean we were healthy (laughs) the vibrant couple we were just traveling just having a blast life was wonderful and it just came to this like halt we had covid then we had cancer then we had kidney failure, and now we're on dialysis four times a week and waiting on that phone call for a transplant. And it's rocked our world, and it's, it's changed our life. Um, and we met with Stephen early on, and he reminded us that um, not to downplay our situation because our feelings and our emotions, they're real. Um, and don't do that you know oh it could be worse well yes it could be worse but what we're going through is hard and just recently stephen reminded he he it was in one of his sermons um um why do bad things happen to good people um and he suggested we turn this around and view this question differently and um it as who told you this was a bad thing well that um uh, when you shift your thinking this way it allows you to see how God has used this situation and I took that question and went home and I journaled three pages it was remarkable what came from that and um I will tell you probably 85 percent of it's good. 25% 25% of it, or 15, I, I'm not doing the math, I don't think it's 15, I think it's 15, it's not so great. So we, we again, I go back to that word choice, um, Jack and I are very fortunate, we've worked on it, we have a strong relationship, a strong marriage, and we have a strong family unit, our three children are amazing. Um not that they haven't given us a ride, let me tell you it's been it's been a ride, but they they are they are there with us now um we often we reflect on this a lot right now and we 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 use the term convenience faith um that's probably where we were we've always been involved in churches and children's ministry Jack's been elder you know um, we've been in leadership positions but through this medical crisis we now have a relationship with god and it's deeper and we have decided to read the entire bible as a result of this we've we i mean we're home a lot we have a lot of time so that has turned into this amazing blessing because jack likes for me to read it out loud which it, it's good But we also, you know, read on our own, but the discussions, the conversations that have come out of that have been amazing, and it has turned into one of our favorite things to do. Um, Stephen, the online ministry that the church has created since COVID, I don't know what we would have done without it. Stephen's sermons. I have two journals now full of notes from Stephen's journals. Uh, I mean, sermons, because there's always something there that helps us every week. God's word is amazing. It is just, it's so uplifting. It's so you can find things in there to just get you through. And now people, everywhere we go, people know because we're in, have no qualms in sharing it our trust our faith in God it is just so obvious that is where we get our strength our peace and our ability to continue to enjoy life right now it's um do we like what has happened not at all but um it's we're doing well though so. but this church has been a big part of it people Pray for us here and people all over the nation. I love the Friday night women's group. It has been such a blessing. And also the Sunday night Bible study meets at our home every week. And that has turned into just a wonderful, wonderful opportunity for us, a growth.
1: I just love how um, powerful other people's testimonies are. And as the church has been supporting you guys. We've also been at the same time watching you and learning from you how you've handled this difficult situation. And it really has caused me to think a lot about, you know, if if that happens to me or, if, you know, when I have a bad thing, because, you know, God doesn't promise us that our life is going to be sunshine and roses all the time. There is always going to be difficulty and hardship and having um, somebody to look to, to have that testimony, to have that experience. has just been so helpful to see how you can you can come through that with grace and faith, um, depending on God uh, to support you. And at the same time, you're reaching backwards to us to support you. And it's just, just this a beautiful picture of community.
2: Thank you. My twin sister helps remind me. She, she, she said to me one time, um, Jan, you're going to have to take your princess crown off for a while. (laughs) And actually you're going to need to park it on the shelf. Uh (laughs) I was like, okay. I remember there was a time, um, and I hope I don't speak too long, but in the, initially when this all happened, Jack was so sick. We actually had to live in Jacksonville because we used the Mayo in Jacksonville as um, the medical team we're using. Um, but we had to live there for seven months during his initial treatment. And um, there were some days, all I could do was put my. Um, my my headphones on, get out and walk and cry and just holler to God, just talk. And I mean, I just, it, it was the only way I got through the day. So um, it's, it's,
1: it's been good. It's a beautiful picture of community. I think that he's called us to, like we were created for that community, that deep um, with him. So. What practical advice would you all give to yourselves um, in earlier stages as as a younger mom, as a younger woman? Um, what can you guys think of any practical advice that you would give yourselves as far as community relationships? Like, what would you have done different?
3: Start sooner.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I cannot emphasize anything. That is the only thing. Start sooner. <laughs> and know that it's OK to be afraid, but. God made you the way you are for a reason. And he gave you so much to offer others. And there is somewhere for you to be part of a group. And for you, there is always somewhere to serve and to be part of a group, no matter who you are, no matter if you, you know, you can talk to a million people or if you'd rather just talk to one, you start with one, you start with one little baby step and the blessings and the payoffs that he pours into your life will absolutely be more than you can ever imagine.
2: And I would say, um, I think women as a whole, we are our worst critic. We are so critical mm-hmm. of ourselves, mm-hmm. and we paralyze ourselves sometimes by doing that. And we need to remember that God created us in his image. He loves us, and he has a purpose for our life if we will allow that. Um, but we all it's so easy to let society um, shape us. And that's why it is so important to be in community with Christian women, because those are the women that are going to just, they're going to hang in there with you. And they're going to, like Jennifer said early, they're not going to let you stay down in that low spot. Mm -hmm. They're going to build you up. I can remember, and I just would like to, to add this, um, when we were moving a lot, I also got the kids all plugged in. I got Jack all settled at work, and then I would go get my job and all of that. But um, I never took care of me. And I remember my friend Marlene Hay, one time she just took me both of my hands and started praying with me. And she says, Jan, it's time for you. And that was kind of, you know, I, I was like, OK. And, you know, off I went. And it it was you do like Heather mentioned earlier, too. You have got to take time for yourself.
1: Absolutely. I know it's it's so hard to know where to start, too, when you move into a different spot. When we moved um, from my husband's work and several years ago, I just remember feeling so lonely and just so awkward didn't know how to make friends because i had had you know started having children young and i'd been so involved with everything that they were doing my kids were finally all in school and i didn't know how to make a friend and i just felt i just remember feeling so ridiculous being an adult woman and just not knowing where to go make a friend you know it's not like you you're not going to go to like a bar and pick up friends you know what i mean like that's not you know and so i know even in the church sometimes you can come in sunday morning and smile and Especially when you have the little kids and you have to go pick them up from the the nursery or um, the, the children's program right away. You don't really have a lot of time to interact and be social with people. And I just remember being so desperately lonely at one point and just just praying, God, can you give me a friend? Can you show me some friends? And literally that same week, um, a girl came down to my house and knocked on my door. She was my neighbor two doors down and I hadn't met her yet. She had kids the same age as me. She went to a church. She was part of a mom's group. She invited me to go to the mom's group. Um, it was just so amazing. It was just such an answered prayer. Like God loves us, he knows us, and he has a plan for us. He puts people on our paths when we ask him. So I just want to challenge you. If you're in that and you're feeling lonely, if you feel like you don't know how to make a friend, there are people. God has people for you, he has a community for you, and he wants you to be in a relationship. He's calling you to that. So just pray and ask him. Um, to show you where to find those people, to bring those people into your life, because I guarantee that he he will do that if you ask him, if you call on him. And um, if you need prayer of any kind, we are here for you. If you need help of any kind, um, you can go on our website, islandschristian.info. I'll put the links in the show notes. Um, You can go in there and ask for prayer. Or ask, you know, we can give you more information about our small groups. If you need help, if you need counseling. If, or if you need a friend. If you need a friend. We can
0: find a way
1: for you to yes. get one of those and get into yes. a group. We would, we are here for you. You can message us on Facebook or Instagram. Um, we've got lots of ways to connect to us. But we, we're we just asking you, please don't sit there alone. Please don't be isolated because God has a purpose for you. He wants you in community. He wants you to be surrounded by by these women. And we're not perfect. There's none of us are the least bit perfect, but he knows what we need and he uses our um, our faults. Um, and he he su- gives us women that support each other like everybody in my group. Understand, you know, I have women that understand my struggles and they can speak to that. I have women that are older than I am that I can look for wisdom ahead. I have younger women that I can give advice to. It's just been such a beautiful picture of community. Um, And so we're here for you. If you need help, if you need support, if you just need someone to talk to, please reach out to us and we'll be more than glad to help. Um, We're also hosting a women's conference here at Islands on March 3rd through 4th. We're so excited about this event. Instead of just wanting to have a really fun event, the goal of of the event that we're having is to be a catalyst for connection a big group of women together to have fun but to you know be a place that we can connect on a different level um i know sunday mornings are kind of hard sometimes but we're gonna have worship we're gonna have prizes we're gonna have food all kinds of fun stuff it's gonna be amazing there's lots of different speakers um it's march 3rd through 4th we'd love to have you again if you want to register for that you can go to our website islandschristian.info and sign up there or you can uh, send us an email or a message on on our social media and we can uh, connect you with that or give you some more information. I just want to thank you ladies for joining us today. It's been such an honor and a joy to have this conversation with you. So thank you. Thank you for having us.
0: Thank you. Thank you.